everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 253 for the week of February 2nd, 2013. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with a bunch of people from RP Gamers starting off. Anna Marie Newfeld. Live from Canada. We continue on our way to John Yearworth. I, I'm actually quite amused that you had to put a little pause before you said 2013 to make absolutely sure you got the right year. <laughs> I did. And then we complete our circumnavigation of the globe with Emmanuel Marino. See everyone, Chris at 2013, not 2013. It's 2013, just like it was yeah. 2012, 2011, and 2010. One day, everyone else will agree with us too. <laughs> One day. One day. Uh, welcome everybody. Why don't we get right into it? Let's talk about what we've been playing, because I've been playing something. What Wait. have you been playing, Chris? He's been playing Hotline Miami because he loves the soundtrack. I don't remember anymore. I was playing something. Mass Effect 3? No. Uh, I was going to play some. More. Oh, Skulls of the Shogun. Oh, and wait, I'm... wait. No, no, no. You, you mean you played it at a convention, right? No, it's out. You played it at PAX East? I you did. Mean? I did. No, wait, wait. At PAX Prime. At PAX Prime. I did. At the last 43s. Yeah. <laughs> now I've played it on my computer. Oh, wait. It's actually out? It's actually out. Okay. And it's better than I thought it was going to be. I'm really enjoying the single player campaign so far, and... Yeah, I'm still a bit early in it, but I'm enjoying it, and the gameplay is fun, turn-based strategy with lots of units, and um, you have to, you know, they've got all your unit, these units are weak against these units, and uh, anyway, basic story is uh, you're a Shogun dude who uh, died, and now he's in the land of the dead, and instead of waiting in line to get you know, into paradise, he's like, well, forget that, I'm just going to kill everybody in line and skip ahead, so that's what you're doing. And you're battling your way through the uh, through the afterlife um, with your samurai army. And so each stage has a little different makeup of your army. You've got to protect your general. If he dies, you lose. And you got to eliminate all the enemy forces. And you've got some territory control elements. You've got unit uh, weaknesses and strengths and range control and all that stuff. So uh, really fun game. And it's got multiplayer and cross-platform multiplayer. <laughs> Assuming yep, one of right. those platforms is a Surface, a, a Windows 8 machine, or an Xbox 360. <laughs> Wait, does it Windows Phone? No. Not yeah, Windows Phone part. 8, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's just all Microsoft all the time. Yeah, all Microsoft all the time. <laughs> Assuming it's Windows 8 and not Windows 7, though. Yeah. So is it actually sold in the Windows 8 app store? Yeah, that's how I got it. Okay. And it doesn't play on the desktop at all. I forgot I had it open until I alt-tabbed. It's like, oh, there it is. I thought my game closed on me. So do you, wait, does a purchase on the Windows 8? Of course not. I know this is a silly question, but I'll ask anyway. Does a purchase on the Windows 8 app store entitle you to any other version? No. Not the Windows phone version? No. Okay. And, so uh, if you do want to play anywhere, you need to buy it like four times. I think the developers were upset about that, but there was some. I heard something about that this week. And yeah, basically... You know, there's there's just no model for that with Microsoft right now to do crossplay or anything like that. So they ended up. I Seems think like there's no model for anyone to do that right now. Well, Sony, um, but they they have a discounted they discounted the phone and Windows 8 versions. So, okay. but you have to pay How full price it? for the Xbox version. It was ten bucks so, for me to get on Windows 8, and that's the only version I've bought so far. Uh, but that's good. It's pretty good for like a, a even more Japanese themed sort of a new take on Advance Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah. what I was just wondering, so what happens if a dude is already dead dies in the afterlife? Um they actually address that in the story. They'll come back <laughs> after a little while, but uh okay. you, the idea is well, you've left the battlefield by the time they regenerate. So <laughs> So you're all the, you're in the back of the line when you get killed then. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. I'm glad to hear it's good. I mean, after all those years of just it was basically at every show at every convention for a long time. Uh, they even called in some favors because the the devs who were making that game have some have some good old one up friends. So uh, they had Mark McDonald who flew in from Tokyo to help with the game for a while. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Green was doing play testing on that game for a while. So they they called in all their old friends to sort of just point out what was wrong and how to make it better, which is cool. Yeah, it is, and. Um... I, I need people to play with. So if you want to play this game, message me on Twitter and let's set up something. Yeah, set something up. Well, yeah, you don't even need just if you have a Surface, which you probably don't if you're listening to this, and if but and if you have a Windows 8 phone, which you probably don't if you're listening to this, uh, but you probably have an Xbox or Windows 8, maybe 
Maybe. <laughs> okay, if you had this on your Xbox 360, message Chris, which is probably most likely. Yeah. Hey, but that is cool, though. I, I know I'm giving them some grief but uh, about that part, but, you know, it's, I think it's great they did. They do have that sort of play anywhere thing. Liking it. Liking it. All right, that's all I got. I've been playing more of the same stuff I talked about the last few weeks. So, Anna, what you have been up to? Um, Harvest Moon, A New Beginning, mm. Final Fantasy Nine, um, Lost Skylanders, Lost Islands for the phone. Got a big update, and World of Warcraft. Anything you need to tell us about New Beginning? No. Okay. It won guilty pleasure in our awards. I love it. Yeah, that was kind of awesome. Like, yeah, best to award ever bit. to win. <laughs> All right. And so, Emmanuel, what have you been playing? Uh, nothing. Okay. That's easy. <laughs> John? <laughs> you oh, been playing um, anything? Yeah, I've been playing a few things. Um, Would you like to tell us what they are? <laughs> No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's, um, uh, one of the more interesting things that happened this week is uh, February 1st marked the um, official start of League of Legends Season 3. Um, so they have now done away with their uh, ranked ELO system have now gone to StarCraft's method of ranked progression. Oh, okay. So there's now... Uh, um, divisions and leagues, a bit like how StarCraft 2 ranked works. Sweet! I could be forever bronze in two games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to being forever bronze when I hit level 30, because I still haven't done that yet, and David will never play ranked ever again, so... Um, I haven't actually been playing that much in the way of giant robots this week. Um, I was tried another... You disappoint me, Quinn! Why? No giant robots? What is wrong with you? All right, all right. I might have played them a little, but not a lot. Yeah, that's what we thought. I have a... You have a what? We didn't play it this week. Did we? Apparently, John's having a sidebar. (laughs) David is is saying that uh, we did play some Path of Exile this week. I don't actually remember playing any of it this week, but apparently we did. Yeah, and I know That's not for, a good although, sign, is it? Although I do know for a fact that we are now up to its uh, Act 2, uh, which killed us quite a bit, because we're both idiots at the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I also started another run-through on um, uh, the original Shogun 2 Total War, as opposed to any of its expansion packs. Okay. You know, the ones that inter- started introducing American Gatling guns, because it was right. that that time of war um and then the other game i picked up this week was the um the sonic all-stars racing transformed which finally came out for pc um actually really good i wasn't expecting that oh yeah i have heard good things about that yeah yeah i I tend not to expect that much from kind of like mascot races these days but um it honestly it's really good excellent Um, who's your favorite character vice oh of course uh, well, and, uh, what's annoying is um, Sega sort I mean, what? Well, actually, it's pretty amazing, actually, is the number of references to, like, old Sega franchises that they haven't touched in ages. Um, they have a track based on Skies of Arcadia. Uh, admittedly, it's nice to see a few Skies of Arcadia things in high def for once. Um, but there's also uh, a track based on Burning Rangers. Uh, that Saturn game that everybody else has forgotten about. Yep. There's even a pa- uh, uh, Panzer Dragoon stage as well. Okay. So Do you I get to fly? It, well, the, the whole point is, it's kind of um, unlike uh, Diddy Kong Racing, which I think was the last game that did something like this. Um, the uh, carts that you sort of drive around also transform into boats and planes, so... At certain points on the track. Oh, hence and then there's also All-Star Racing like, transformed. Diddy okay. Kong Racing was a great game. Which means that uh, there is a couple of cases where 
um, after going round, say on the uh, the Panzer Dragoon stage, for example, um, the entire first lap is basically all uh, kart racing or car racing or whatever. But from the second lap onwards, um, it, the second lap is mostly boat and the third lap is mostly flying due to changes in the track that happen. over the course of a race. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the Skies of Arcadia track does something similar because the, um, the, most, of the track, most of the track, in quotes, is destroyed over the course of a race. So by the time you get around to the third lap, it's basically all flying. Oh, it's split second. Yeah, it's like split second. <laughs> nice. So people are surprised in the chat room that you did not play Strike Suit Zero. No, I was playing Strike Suit Zero last week. I mentioned it on the cast last yeah, week. Yeah, but you're I done actually, with it? I'm not done with it. I just didn't play it this week. So you're done with it? I'm not done with it. Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to play it. Yes. Sure. You know, maybe game. at this point, you might be. it might be worth just... If, if you are going to take a break, maybe take a break long enough to get the new patches, which would fix the difficulty spikes and the checkpoint. Yeah, because I, I, I still get... Um, uh, updates from its Kickstarter, and they did say that there's a substantial patch coming fairly soon. So th- there are a few games that I'm sort of waiting for on on large content patches. Um, well, the the thing in particular about Strikes of Zero is a lot of people like it, but the biggest complaint is always like uh, the difficulty spikes and how if you die, you have to redo an entire section all over again, and you have to do it perfectly, and you know, sort of little things like that they can easily fix with just a few. Yeah, I mean the other game I'm waiting on a patch for is uh, Planet Side Two, which is putting out its second major update, like sometime next week, I think. So you don't have um, to change the subjects. So you don't have the uh, Nino Kuni yet, right? Nope. I was about to ask you, Chris. Did your did your thing get settled? Did your Nino Kuni situation? Strange that you ask. I just happen to have my Nino Kuni Wizards Edition right here in my hand. Ah. <gasps> It's like magic. It is. It's magic. Do you believe in magic? So let's see. I got in here. What do I got in here? Just so are you opening this for the first time? No, second time. Okay. But you actually haven't started playing it yet, though. No, I have not started playing it. So in here, just to review, you get the game. You get a soundtrack selection CD, which is one of the worst of these that I've ever seen. Two what, tracks. two songs? Two oh, literally. songs. <laughs> I was joking when I said, what is it, two songs? Two songs. The uh, main theme and Kokoro no, Ka- no Kakera, which I don't even know. Hopefully they're really good songs, because that's all you get. Yeah, but even though, I would still feel gypped and have to feel the obligation to go by the rest. All right, you get a coin, which is actually a really solid, substantial coin. It doesn't feel cheap. It's it's oh. It's heavy. But the, the one thing that games do often do folders is they'll have, like, one side that has, like, a logo... I mean, we'll have, like, a cool emblem, and the other side will have the game's name and logo or something. Yeah. So is this actually, like, double-sided properly? Oh, hold on. It comes with a little paper stand. Let me open it up here. I can tell you. Okay. But you understand what I'm saying? Because, like, Monkey Island, they in their collection editions, they had, like, a little coin, but it was, like, a pirate head on one side, and then Tales of Monkey Island coin or something on the other side. I didn't like that collector's edition, so I didn't buy it. So I don't know. Um, But you know what I'm saying, the other side is glued to this paper here. Oh, that sucks. Um, on the back, it is the logo of the game. Okay, so it actually does say Nino Kuni on it. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. You know who had really good coins? Which is, I know we're talking about coins, but uh, was uh, The Witcher, too. That Tamarian Orin looked like the real deal. It looked like... I, I um. Whenever I go to the Getty around here, they have this old coin collection and like for like with each like Roman emperor on it, and it's all stamped. And that that one from The Witcher too actually looked like that. It was like substantial. It was big. It looks like an actual piece of currency, right? Yeah, like an yeah. old coin that you would have found years yeah. ago. That's how coins should be done. So coins kind of crap. Soundtrack is crap. The book is why I came to this. Absolutely, and the book is not crap. That's the, the book best thing. Is class. fantastic. This is. Um, it, it's kind of like it, it's got all the items and alchemy stuff. It's got all the spells in there. You used to need this to play the D, the DS version. They've got some flavor text and world stuff. They got a monster bestiary. Um, 
teachings for aspiring wizards, some little basic strategy tips and stuff like that, some stories, and wow, there's like a bunch of short stories in here. And it, it's color, it's fantastic, it looks great. Um, oh, it looks handwritten too, which is fantastic. Uh, it doesn't look handwritten. Well, it's some of them, weren't there like signatures and like little stories written out like that? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay. I, I wouldn't say that it looks handwritten. All right, so it's not <laughs> as far as like the Dr. Halsey journal then? I don't know what that is, but no. Look at that. That's great. Well, uh, the Dr. Halsey journal was the closest thing to this book beforehand. It was uh, in the Halo Reach collection edition. Mm-hmm. It was a book written by the, the Halo lady who oh, made okay. all the Halos. So this is great. And so this is what people were getting in the in Japan. So I'm, I never thought this would come over here. And it did. Um, if you if you didn't get this edition, I will tell you that um, there is a really nice guide that's hardcover. It's it's like twenty or forty bucks or something though. But, is it a two hundred page one? It's like two or four hundred pages or something okay. like that, and it's hardcovered and yeah. Um, Does it have all the same information? Basically, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I knew it comes with a piece of DLC. I think it's more of a traditional strategy guide, but it's huge. It's one of those really big ones. So you know how Final Fantasy Thirteen had this really nice guide? So if you're looking for something like that experience, there is an option. So there's one more thing that comes in this Nino Kuni box. Well, two more things, right? No, one more thing. What do you mean two more things? Just one more thing. There's a uh, plushie. Oh, only one? Oliver. I thought there was two in that pack. What? No. Okay. Where'd you get that impression? I, I I think online I saw one that came with the little the little monster with the sword and the shield, mm. and the uh, drippy. Oh yeah, and there are artwork cards too. But yeah, I've got drippy. So here he is in the camera. He drippy. Um, that look like? Oh yeah, and then artwork cards that look kind of neat. It's a little watercolor artwork stuff going on. So that's nice. Um, and that's that's the package. Um, it's a hundred bucks. I had to fight for it. <laughs> to get mine so that makes it feel a little bit better than just paying the hundred bucks for yet another special edition that in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean anything but i love that book so all right is that our now playing i think it's time for us to move on to feedback isn't it we really need we need a theme song don't we do really do all right what's our feedback um first thing let's get in the right browser here Ooh. Oh, we have one letter from Mr. Ocelot. It says, shoot, almost forgot to send feedback this week. Well, Ocelot, don't feel bad. Everyone else forgot to send feedback, too. Hopefully, you guys will get this just in time for the show. We did. Uh, I'm in- Anybody interested in the upcoming Republic game? Bonus points so you even know what I'm talking about. Not enough to kickstart it. Um, I did kickstart it. I'm interested in it, but um, not enough to follow it week by week. I'm kind of interested to see what it's like when it comes out now. But yeah. you saw the big news. They finally uh, came out of the came out of the shadows, showed up some new gameplay videos and a sort of big video update. Yeah, but I don't care. Like I don't I don't care about preview coverage as much as I used to. So I mean, well, how much really did you preview how coverage? How more did like you actually, updates. Oh, I, I did only actually, did the minimum, so like ten bucks or something. So how much did you actually contribute towards the Kickstarter, though? Uh, that's what I said. The minimum, like ten bucks oh. or so. Okay. So you didn't I, raise your pr- level to get the Mac version too. I mean, no. the PC Mac version. No, I don't need that. <laughs> it's it's it was envisioned as an iPhone game, so I'm going to play it as an iPhone game. I don't need the port that they sandwiched in at the end. <laughs> oh, but there's if you they're saying that based on the sales of the of the uh, iPhone version, if they if it does well, they want to turn the the desktop version into a de- you know sort of not just uh, a slavish port, but more think more. Uh, from Metal Gear into Metal Gear Subsistence. Okay, but then I have to wait for that to happen, right? Well, you can't do a subsistence port overnight. Right, right, right. right. But what I'm saying is, instead of putting that money up front for the PC version that I don't know is going to be like subsistence, why don't I just put the money up front for the iPhone version and then That's get that? If would- and if it does go like gangbusters and I know a good subsistence level port is coming, then I'll buy that. It's true, because even if you would have backed at the higher level and guaranteed the desktop version, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be guaranteed that it would be a subsistence level upgrade, I mean, level port. Right. And I said, I mean, yeah, I spent enough money sense. on Kickstarters, I don't need to do this. So, all right. Yeah, Pebble Watch finally show up? <laughs> I did not do the Pebble Watch thing. Okay. I need to read a review of that. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who's played around with RPG Maker? Is it any good? 
Yeah, I, don't I think, have I, RPG Maker. Have you played around have, with it? Not yet. All right. So the answer is nobody. We have no idea. You you can look at the games that come out of it and decide for yourself if any of them are good. For every corpse party, there's like 25, you know, the Really bad ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much, a, pretty much a given for RPG Maker stuff. Yes. So Chris and Anna are having a video game-themed wedding, as I'm sure you all know, including a video game-themed cake. If you could have a video game cake based on your favorite game, what game would you choose, and how would the cake look? So there you go. And this could be for any occasion. John, what sort of robot cake would you have? Actually, I was thinking of something from Skies of Arcadia, actually. Oh, like what? Like what? I don't know. One of the, one of the uh, airships, maybe? Mm, that would make that would a pretty awesome. awesome cake. Yeah. I mean, giant robots, uh, the problem with them is most bipedal things, if made out of cake mixture, would be pretty difficult to stand up. That's yeah. true. Spe- speaking from a kind of technical perspective here. Hmm. Although, so, I mean, you know, that's the only real concern, but, you know. So I'll show you what I think is one of the, the best video game theme cake I've ever seen. I'll put that in the there, too. Um, clicky, clicky, clicky. The thing is insane. Cake Rex. Yeah. What is this? Is this a... That's a Super Mario wedding cake. Oh, it, Lord. Oh, Super Mario yeah, Galaxy, though, right? Yeah, it's it's Mario Galaxy-inspired and Mario Kart-inspired, and the there's a rainbow road on it made out of actual hard candy. It's fantastic. You can just look for Super Mario wedding cake on CakeRex.com at home. You can find it yourself. Would you feel guilty eating that, though? Yeah, I would. I, I don't even know if you can eat it, honestly, a cake design like that. There's nobody in the Madison area capable of a cake like that, unfortunately, so we will not have a cake that looks that good. Are you kidding me? you got, like, three <laughs> cake guys in the corner that can do that. <laughs> Los Angeles, bam. Yeah, you guys can, but uh, no. And that's probably, like, a three to $5,000 cake. Yeah, I wouldn't spend that much money on a cake, probably. It's at least two. But I would, it's I would the most important three. day of your life. You should spend at least 50000 on it. <laughs> the whole thing. Our yeah, cake no. is coming in around 1000 right now. Ugh. I know. But that's, uh, that's what you get when you want lots of fondant work. You know, the funny thing is I'm not really the kind of guy. Like, you know, the same way that that coin that we were talking about earlier sort of turns me off because it has the logo on the back. The, the same way with me is I don't want like a cake of like, oh, here's your favorite character or here's your favorite thing. on the th-. No, I would rather have like, oh, this cake is a perfect replica from the cake that was inside this one game and there is one scene. Oh, it like the exactly- portal cake? That's kind of a common one. But is it the actual, the actual cake that was in portal? Like you can get <clears> – <throat> so no, I mean you can get like the portal cake, yeah. Well, I guess because that's the only cake I can think. of. I can't think of any other game cakes. Is the problem. I can think of one game cake? <laughs> oh, okay. That I would actually want is. Uh, do you remember in Paper Mario? You don't like Paper Mario. Paper Mario One. Yeah, the first Paper Mario. Yeah, I don't like that one. Okay. Well, there's a scene where Princess Peach is baking a cake. You have to bake it properly. You have to put in the eggs. You have to time it right. I want that cake. Let's see. Paper Mario Peach bakes an instant detergent cake. Is that it? Yeah. Minus the detergent. Okay. I don't (laughs) know why it says detergent. This sequence was played out many times, but I realized that making Peach bake an amazingly terrible cake actually fits the entire story dialogue of disgust to follow. Oh, so you can do it wrong, apparently, on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can so, do it wrong. So that's, that's what this video... Which makes well, more think, sense. <laughs> I, think the, I think the speed runs of Super, uh, Paper Mario do, uh, um, do it on purpose because <laughs> the, it makes the scene shorter. <laughs> that's great. I will say I made my cake awesome because I'm a craftsman like that. Did you? Okay. Yeah, look, it's cute. It's got little frills. It's got a little, little crown on it. Did you find a photo of it? Yeah. Someone actually made a cake already. Oh, sweet. Let's see. Let's go to the end. What's this look like? Oh, yeah. That's a, just a little cake with some strawberries on top. That's, that's pretty easy. It looks like Peach's dress. It's like if you removed it, Peach was zapped out of it. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. <laughs> which, which item will you put in your cleanser? <laughs> that's perfect. All right. So uh, let's see. Anna. If you had any cake from a video game, what would you choose? 
She's muted. She, she died not present. Boredom. Did she go to the bathroom? Anna, you can't poo during the freaking thing. Mm. Oh well. Uh so what would I choose? Oh look at this. I'm at the I'm at oh. the Mario Wiki. Yeah. And if you type in cake, there's a picture of every cake in every Mario game. Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't the know there was a Mario from- wiki. I'm going there right now. <laughs> there's a wiki for everything, are you kidding me? Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story has quite the cake. Ooh, Super Mario 64 is a cake. Ooh, you could do the cake level of uh, the cake planet from Galaxy. Is there a cake uh, themed stage in. Oh, wow. Look at Super Mario RPG's cake. You're right. That one's See, there crazy. you go. I would want a replica of an actual that. cake and a game. You know what? I, I want a Fez cake. I want a cake that when you, sh- you turn the cake around. It looks like a completely different scene from each direction, and like there are things that hide behind other things, so you have these weird perspective things going on. Oh, so that's what I want. Lo- oh, Lord. And will, no. and will you give they, everyone they, a book they, to translate the cake? <laughs> you have they, to solve David a puzzle just, to figure out how to just, open uh, it. <laughs> David has just glitched the hell out of Binding of Isaac. Oh, really? Yeah. You know the... the you've, have you played Binding of Isaac? No. Oh, just to say, there, there's an item you can get called technology that replaces all of your tears with um, this kind of like very thin laser that shoots directly forward with infinite range or, you know, hits across the room that you're in, basically. Um, David's went to a... It's possible to get a, a glitch room which instantly takes you to the next level on a 1% chance if you use any teleporting item, which is called the I am error room. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to have glitched out his laser that it no longer just fires this weedy little laser like centrally down the middle, but this massive red lightning bolt that shoots across the room and destroys anything in its path. It's actually kind of awesome. You say glitch, I say improvement. <laughs> okay. That just looks incredible. It looks absolutely hilarious. Alright, cool. I want to play some Paper Mario now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, next is Who's Interested in Killer is Dead? The next title from Grasshopper. I have no idea. No, not interested. Uh, maybe vaguely interested. Maybe. Would need to know. Would want some more information about it. Sort of thing. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'd, uh, I'm more interested in Republic. Republic. Yes, me too. Then Killer's Dead from his, from his two games. Yeah, I'll actually probably get Republic at some point. I don't see why not. Killer is Dead, I, I'll be, I, I don't think I've ever played. Or actually, the games I have played from Suda I haven't really liked. So it's like I don't really care right now. Mm, okay, number yeah, five. Number five. I've played through a bunch of good iPhone and iPad games at the end of last year. So I need new recommendations for games that have just come out or are about to be released. What should I be adding to my iOS collection in early 2013? Well, Star Command is coming out soon, and that's like the biggest high-profile iOS game. So what's Some, that about? It's, uh, I think, FTL. Yeah. But on your iPad? I want FTL on my iPad. Yeah, but, but That's not bit, what this is, is it? Sort of. It's similar. It's similar. Star that's what I'm saying. Command. Think FTL, but then a little bit more... Hmm. A little bit more... Hmm. A little bit more... Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm watching well, the video now at StarCommandGame.com. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of pixelation. It's like pixel art. It's like FTL, but you, it's a little bit more uh, simmy in that you could... You're, I, don't, I don't know how to, quite how to describe it. Is it a 4X game? No. No. It's basically like FTL. You, ju- you jump from place to place. You fight other ships. You go on little missions. It's not as, it's not, But it's not random and it's not a roguelike. It's not like a random roguelike like that one is. There's oh, like okay. a story mode you can go through, and there's side missions. Oh yeah, look at this. So and it's like an isometric perspective instead of overhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. And the the little you can you your guys walk around. You have a captain who you name and you customize. Mm-hmm. You uh, get better ships over time. You, you know, as you, you have different crew members who you level up, and you have different rooms that you upgrade. Yeah, so yeah, like, it looks kind looks kind of interesting. It, that was also a Kickstarter game. Was it? Yeah. Huh. Oh, that's a terrible trailer. <laughs> what happened? Oh, at he was on the toilet. Very end, it zooms out. He's on a toilet. 
<laughs> well played. Um, also coming out soon. If you're if you're interested in RPG specifically, uh, well, I just want to say soonish, but um, within the next six months, we should be seeing Shadowrun Returns on iOS. Another big Kickstarter game, but it's a, you know it's a pretty full featured RPG. Uh, hopefully, within the next six months, we'll hear what happened to Infinity Blade Dungeons because uh, they put in the former Reckoning people. You know, a small former team from Reckoning is handing that up, and they've been fixing it and updating it. Within the next six months, we should also see significant improvements to uh, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition, even more improvements and DLC. And I'm not quite sure. I might slip out of this six-month range. I'm calling early twenty, the first half of 2013, but we might see Baldur's Gate 2 as well. Oh, no way. You think so? It's end of the year? There's no Probably. way. <laughs> All right. You're right. You're right. I haven't even gotten Baldur's Gate 1 at a point where people are happy with it. Oh, there's another game that's very much like, think Wind Waker, but on your iPad, and it looks really good. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But I'm going to play Wind Waker on my Wii U. Uh, but actually, this game actually looks really cool. It's um, okay. I, I saw it on Game Trailer's uh, most anticipated iOS games. So I'm going there right now. And the while I, I'm Googling okay, this... Uh, let's see. The iPad's unofficial take on Wind Waker is looking great. So, oh, Ocean you already Horn. got there? Yeah. Ocean Horn, the adventure. Ocean game. Horn actually looks really good if you watch some of the videos or go to the main, the actual website. It, it's a faithful, a faithful, uh, faithful clone of that game. Hmm. Okay. You know, I don't mind uh, Zelda clones because they don't happen very often. Yeah. And if you do a good job of it, why not? Well, uh, okay. So I'm bringing up screenshots of it now and it doesn't look like the Wind Waker art style oh but he has a little boat and everything and he goes from island to island Okay, so it's a 3D action adventure game in the style of Wind Waker yeah and hopefully is better than the DS versions those were those were well yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay alright let's see what else has he got for us those are the uh, oh, that's those are the, like the big ones I can think of off the top of my head that should be like you know sometime within the next six months, five to six months. And most people don't actually have have Ocean Horn on their on their radar, so keep an eye out for that one. All right, actually, so I just googled most anticipated iPhone and iPad games of 2013. Here's what yeah. Mo Dojo thinks. Who? Mo Dojo. Like I said. Yeah. Real Racing Three. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I've played Real Racing 2. It is a terrible game. People who tell me it's good, I really worry about them. Infinity Blade Dungeons. That might be something. That's a good one. Ocean Horn. Yeah. Ocean Ocean Horn. Horn. Republic. Shadowrun Returns. Yeah. Angry Birds Next. The Drowning. What is that? It's a oh it's a first person shooter. Aliens vs. Predator Evolution. It doesn't look very good. Space Hulk. Oh, that one looks interesting. Um, the, the the production values look like garbage, but the core game underneath is. Um, do you remember those uh, Warhammer forty k tactical games on the DS and PSP? I no, I don't. Do you, John? Nope. Well, they were they were um, they were the people they weren't they didn't sell a lot, but the people who did buy them they were solid tactical strategy RPG like strategy games with lots of RPG elements for like diehard 40k fans and this is what this is mm-hmm. and it's going to be a cross-platform multiplayer pc mac ios um the production value the, there was a trailer release and it looked like junk i mean just the graphically but yeah i'm locking it now it's terrible <laughs> but to be fair though if you're into games workshop stuff you don't really care as yeah, long as true. it's a faithful adaptation <laughs> to the core mechanics can i get my space marines or not pretty much need like a iPhone version of Mordheim which is a games workshop game that has uh, battle nuns in it and mutants and stuff. All right, let's see. Uh all right, let's uh let's wrap up the, feedback. Oh, yeah. I will say one thing to him though. Yeah. So 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 uh it, So remember that question you sent in last week Ocelot? Looks like it's not so crazy for a PS4 announcement before E3, huh? Yes, you are probably correct, Manny. Okay. Darn. I hate having to admit that. 
Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, if you'd like to submit feedback to the show, A, please uh, send it to podcast at rpgamer.com or send in a voicemail over to 608-729-4098 and we'll play it right here on the show. That's how you can get your feedback on the show. We love to have your feedback. Uh, moving on to the news, people. Uh, let's see, this is episode 253. Helps if I load the right thing. What do we got? We got a, a handful of news stories this week and I say that meaning a big handful. So first off, you know how Muramasa's coming to the Vita in Japan? Well, we found out it's no. coming out here, too. Oh, that's cool. Muramasa Rebirth coming to the Vita in the U.S., courtesy of Axis Games. And now you say Rebirth. Does that mean it's just a port, or there's some new features? It's the return of Monohime and Kisuke, as well as four new characters, each starring in their own scenario. So there's new chapters that are going to be paid DLC along with the original content of the game. So the Sounds original. So I guess you're buying the the same game again, and then you have to pay even more if you want the new stuff. Isn't that great? Wait, even more? Yeah, it's paid DLC. Oh, why wouldn't it just be included in the base game? That's I don't the whole know. Point of releasing. I don't know. That's crazy. The control screen's been tweaked, and jump is now mapped to a button, and localization is completely new for this version. Um, it'll be both physical release and PSN release. That's crazy. You don't release a game years after it comes out, and, and then say. <laughs> Day one DLC. Oh, Japan, why don't you still get DLC? I don't know. I don't know. Then again, I could say the same thing about EA. EA, why don't you still get DLC? <laughs> All right. Realms of Arcania is being remade. So this is a a European favorite game back in the 90s, apparently. Uh, I've never heard of it here. It is come, no. uh, came out in 92. They're wow. making a modern 3D remake. And they're also going to be doing overhaul the gameplay systems. It'll come out quarter two, 2013. So if you're this in Europe... This like a game that would be kickstarted, to be honest. I know it does, doesn't it? But, yep. So look for a remake of uh, Realms of Arcania. Is that the first screenshot? Yeah. Man. It does look like it was made in 1992. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, some more uh, well-known news. Xseed has announced their 2013 lineup. Number one, Anna's been answering questions about this all week. Rune Factory 4 is coming 20, summer of 2013 onto the 3DS. Anna, you're on. Go. So, well, no. The, people were wondering That's who's going to get this, because Rune Factory games are similar to the Harvest Moon games, and Natsume brings those out over here. But uh, for those who don't know, Marvelous owns the Rune, uh, Harvest Moon and Rune Factory franchises, and Marvelous also is like the the Japanese owner of Xseed. Mm. So... Uh, some of those games end up coming out by Xseed, and this is one of those games. So Rune Factory 4 going to be uh, brought out by uh, Xseed here in the U.S. and has uh, new characters. Uh, you can have a male or female playable character and crafting, farming, cooking, all the Rune Factory type things that you are used to. So if you've been looking forward to that, it is coming. So go bug Xseed about it. In fall of 2013, there's two Vita RPGs coming. E's Memory of Celseta from uh, Falcon is a remake of E's 4. And... Uh, well, yeah, the other Vita title will be Valhalla Knights 3 from Marvelous. <sighs> like we need another Valhalla Knights, right? While well, we're getting it. so Here we go. Finally, in February, Xseed will be releasing a Steam port of East 1 and 2 Chronicles Plus. This is a Plus. dual pack. Plus? A dual pack of the first two games in the series. Hmm. Okay. What's the plus about it? Because it's higher res or something? I don't know that it's on Steam. <laughs> this is I've not. Got, I've got these one and two chronicles on my PSP. Hmm. All right. Well, whatever. Coming to the Steam. Oh, and all these will be available as physical releases as well. Wait. So wait, a physical release of the Steam game? Well, okay, not the Steam one. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I I thought that was obvious. Sorry about that. Well, some people do that. You buy a box and you get a CD and then you just <laughs> get a card with a it code in so it. It's so pointless. It's just like you're saving me a little bit of bandwidth. That's how I time. got dishonored. <laughs> you loaded the disc up and it said, punch it, in Steam key. Now yeah. I can play. Yeah. I actually didn't even use the disc. I just punched in the code. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to download it because hooking up a CD-ROM drive to my computer is a pain. I'm in the future, people. All right. EVE Online had a big battle, but not just any old big battle. 2,800 people were involved in this battle. Gigantic yeah. amount of people. 
with an approximate loss value of about uh, what was it, thirty thousand U.S. dollars? Jeez. <laughs> so that's if you convert the in-game currency to to what the going rate. Wow. Yeah, ninety-seven point nine percent on one side. On one side. Yeah, Whoa. it was a pretty much a crippling loss for if if you're not. It, this kind of requires a little bit of kind of inside stuff about Eve politics. Uh, the two sides that were fighting were uh, Goon Swarm Alliance and uh, the Test Alliance. Goon Swarm are the something awful lot. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, obviously, Eve all takes place on one server, so there's no getting away from them. And Test Alliance, I believe, are the Reddit crowd. I think. So which one lost? Uh, Goon Swarm. Ninety-seven percent okay. 90, 90, loss rate or something. So the good guys uh, won. And it was, start, it was started when a, um, I think it was a Goon Swarm uh, Titan pilot. Bear in mind, Titan's the largest ship in EVE. Costs, uh, if you want an, uh, 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 an in-game currency equivalent, about $7,800 or something. Oh, my gosh. Um, one of the, I think then miswarped into an enemy group. Oops. And then Goon Swarm sent, sent pilots in to attempt to save him. And then both sides basically continually sent a stream of reinforcements that turned the entire thing into a massive meat grinder. Wow. Well, for Goon Swarm at least. And so EVE Online has this thing called time dilation. So it like slows time down when there's too much crap going on, right? Is that how that yeah, works? Yeah, basically. The time dilation was a mechanic that they were basically forced to put in as uh, having too many people in one area causes a massive server slowdown. <laughs> so basically, they cause the they use this time dilation thing to actually um, slow. Uh, I, if, I think from the articles I remember reading, um, the rate was uh, four hours for one hour of gameplay. Wow! During that fight. <laughs> um, so for hours which, they're playing and they're fighting and nobody can warp away because they've got all the everyone's preventing warps and all this stuff oh my gosh this this i've got a video up of just a few hundred people doing the fight and yeah and there's like this is times 10 is like the full scale of the battle it's and the, this this is already crazy all right nice lots of lasers <laughs> yeah it was it's pretty mad it's it's the kind of battle where if I was still doing the news for Eve Online, I would probably enjoy writing about. <laughs> nice, sweet. Uh, all right, so that I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was cool. When you have twenty eight hundred people involved in a battle, that's pretty sweet. All right, Neverwinter's got a beta date, so 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 you know Neverwinter will be running its beta from February eighth to tenth, and then another one from March eighth to tenth. And then a short one after that from March 22nd to 24th. Ways to get access to betas, codes that have already been given out at events like PAX, uh, community giveaways, there's PC Gamer distribution, and or you can buy a premium founders pack if you want to pay some money. And that, that'll cost you, what, 60 bucks? And you get some three-day head start into the open beta, guaranteed access into the beta weekends, exclusive armor piece, mount, companion, and a founder title. But here we go. Talk about waste of your money, Founders Editions. $199.99 Hero of the North pack. Five-day head start to the beta. Additional beta invite to share with a friend. A bevy of in-game content, um, including a playable draw race with additional or with unique racial abilities. Oh, they don't have everything. I was hoping they'd have everything. But, uh, yeah. This is crazy stuff. $200? $200? Really? What? Nah. A unique armored spider mount, a panther companion, the founder title, and uh, skip the line access to the game. You better get skip the line access to the game than skip the server queue. It's ridiculous. Don't pay two hundred dollars to get into beta, people. Don't teach them this is bad. No, no one, no one with me on that. Right. But Chris, I'm making the game not better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect that much from the uh, cryptic stable in that regard. Ah, uh, good point. <laughs> this is coming from someone who who uh, got one of those discounted lifetime subscriptions to Star Trek Online. Yeah. Yeah. I have a free lifetime subscription to Warhammer Online. I don't play that. Of course, not went free to play, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Free subscriptions don't matter that much sometimes when your game sucks. 
All right, <laughs> Torchlight Two. I always wonder about the people who have like that much like disposable income that they can spend this much money on an MMO, but then have enough time to play said MMO. Yeah, uh, rich people who've inherited their money, right? I guess, but aren't you? You have money. Go out. Go do something with your money, right? Yeah. Good point. All right, so this is a weird one. Um, I saw it come up in the news feed, so I'm like, well, I may as well cover it. It's a Torchlight 2 mod. It's called Synergies Mod, and it adds new monsters, dungeons, a new class, and more to, uh, to, uh, to Torchlight 2. 108 monsters, 6 rare dragons, 28 raid dungeons, 11 world bosses, 4 sets of legendary armors, etc., etc., etc. New world hub for Act 5, new quest lines, a new class, the Necromancer. So the huge mod, all sorts of stuff. It is uh, it's free, right? So. Call me crazy, but I thought they didn't release their modding tools. Yeah. Doesn't seem to stop people. All right. Good for them. It's a conversion imbalance mod, and uh, yeah, there you go. So <laughs> big old one out there right now. You can get it. Hey, hey, this is better support than the Torchlight 2 people are doing currently. No kidding. Synergies mod. S-Y-N-E-R-G-I-E-S-M-O-D. So go search What in the world are those people working on anyway at this point? I don't. What, the Torchlight 2 people? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a great question. Does um, it really take seven months to do a Mac port? Are they working on the Mac port? Are they still working on the they mod tools? A, they always said forever. Well, I, I, that makes me wonder. They always said, as soon as we're done, we're going we're gonna to release mod tools and put out the Mac version. Oh, they sold over a million units as of New Year's Day. but uh, Or New Year's Eve, rather. I don't know. It's weird. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, Runic is an interesting company. Yep. Especially since people still consider them indie devs when... They're backed by one of the largest Chinese gaming companies around. Um, indeed, it's it's like a startup style, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of MMOs, okay, I guess this is MMOs, but free things. You want more free things like that free mod? Terra has a date for its free to play, so it's going to be February fifth, and it's called Terra Rising. Is going to be the new name for the game. I guess it's you know it's a big content release, so they've got a subtitle now. Um, there'll be you know what? There'll be all sorts of stuff. Go to their website, read about it. It's free to play. You can still subscribe. And uh, if you already paid money in the past, you get a bunch of bonuses for that, having done that and all that stuff. So there you go. Tara, <gasps> More free stuff, date, Chris. February 5th. Nino Kuni. We have some more news about Nino Kuni. In addition to people like me finally getting their darn wizards kit like they were supposed to, uh, <laughs> there is a free downloadable familiar coming later this month. Uh, See, sometime around February 12th, it sounds like, and it is a domesticated dragon, and never had, I don't, I don't know how that works, but uh, it's a familiar, I guess that's part of the gameplay aspects, I haven't played the game yet, so. It's called the Draggle. Yeah, it'll be part of your team. Draggle. Draggle, Draggle. Hey, Draggle Rock. Anyone remember, like, those, uh, that, was it, the Secret of Mana game, and, like, uh, the Earthbound games that were developed by Brownie Brown? Or was it Final Fantasy games and Secret of Man? I remember one Brownie Brown Game Boy Advance RPG called like Magical Academy that never came out. Yeah, that's what I'll remember. I remember that specifically because it was a, it was supposed to be like a launch title, and it was all of the it was on like EGM and every art magazine. It was like one of the tentpole RPGs for the new Game Boy Advance. Never came out. All right, so Brownie Brown made things like Heroes of Mana and Professor Layton and the Last Spectre, and they are now being rebranded as One Up. So I guess they're going to start posting gaming news and have uh, Jeremy Parrish work for them? No. There are... <laughs> I don't know what that means. So they are going to be... I don't know. Since the production of Super Mario 3D Land in 2011, we have been collaborating with Nintendo. And recently, regarding this property, we have decided to change the company structure so we can better focus on it. So I, I thought Super Mario 3D Land was made by the people who made Super Mario Galaxy. So I wonder what Brownie Brown did with that. That confuses me. Hmm. Game development. Can never figure it out. Uh, Strawberry says the sequel to that game you're talking about, Manny, is Magical Star Sign, and we did get it. Magical Star Sign? Yeah, that's the sequel to the one you were talking about. I don't remember Magical Vacation, though. Yeah. I was that think, Japan only? I think, yeah. I think it was Japan only. Yeah. It's okay. It Every Brownie Brown game everyone says sucks, so I'm surprised to hear that they're associated with Super Mario 3D Land since everyone really liked that one. So I don't know what's up with that. Someone will have to explain it to me. Anyway, now they're going to be called 1UP, and I guess they'll do more Nintendo stuff or something. Who knows? I guess they've been Nintendo on the whole time, so eh, whatever. 
Uh, oh, Sony's going to republish, or they did republish Nino Kuni on the European PSN store to fix a download error. So if you had an error downloading it in Europe, uh, you had an error trying to install it, or after you installed it, rather. Well, they republish it, so I guess you got to download it again. So if you've been having trouble with that, just so, know you need to delete it and re-download it. So. Um, oh, and let's see. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, and make sure... It, if you are one of those people who got screwed out of Wizards Edition, make sure you're following your emails and contacting Namco so you get that free $40, 400-page hardborn strategy guide. Because uh, you, you, you are entitled to that now. So if you did lose out on the Wizards Edition, you can get that nice uh, guide we were talking about earlier, at least. It's not the, it's not the book in the Wizards Edition, but it's, it's not bad either. So make sure to take advantage of that. Uh, Skyrim has a release date for its DLC on the PS3. Any guesses? Never. Never? Okay. When hell freezes over. <laughs> okay. No, uh, February 12th for Dragonborn, February 19th for Hearthfire, and February 26th for Dawn, Dawn Guard. So finally going to get those pieces of DLC. Dawn Guard is, uh, let's see, 20 bucks. Hearthfire is 5 bucks, And I don't even remember how much the other one is. Dawn Guard. Yeah, whatever. Dawn Guard is expensive too, 20 bucks. So- Dragonborn is going to come out after the next PlayStation is announced. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. Um, the Elder Scrolls soundtracks are now available on iTunes. So you can get, uh, let's see. What, what can you get? You can get Skyrim and Dishonored and Oblivion and Morrowind and Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas and Rage. So it's a bunch of soundtracks, not just Elder Scrolls. And you can go download. The most important part is the <laughs> Dovahkiin track so just spend 99 cents on that track on skyrim and then uh and then you're good to go and jeremy soul the guy who composed all that stuff is is working uh well at least the skyrim stuff and oblivion and morrowind he's working on making a concert so he's launching a campaign uh he's wants people to like his post about this on his facebook and then okay yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to try and make a con- con- to, uh, concert happen. So <laughs> if he gets a lot of likes, somehow that's going to help him uh, <laughs> make a concert happen. I don't know how that's going to work. So there you go. And finally, the most important news. Most important news. Star Trek Online is celebrating its three-year anniversary. Woo! Star Trek Online. I remember when that game was canceled and no one thought it would ever come out back in 2008. <laughs> It's actually it's actually the third anniversary thing that they did actually isn't that bad. It's just the reward sucks, or at least I think it sucks. Yeah, captains are being invited to experience Temporal Ambassador, a special anniversary episode starring Denise Crosby, who played Tasha Yar. She's reprising that role. Q is involved, and uh, there'll be in-game awards and stuff. Did yeah. you already oh, do it, it called? Temporal what? Temporal, Temporal Ambassador. ambassador. Uh, it's a reference to the fact that the rewards to the for the event is a um, ambassador class ship, which ah, okay. is the Enterprise C, the one that you only saw on television once in one episode. Coincidentally, the episode starring Tasha and time travel. Yay, time travel! It's not actually a bad episode as far as next generation episodes go. It's fairly straightforward. Um, but they decided basically the developers of Star Trek Online to basically rerun a do a do a time travel story and get Tasha Yar back in, and then yeah. get her back in again later. And uh, the reward is an ambassador class, which I don't like. I've never liked the ambassador class design. I don't. It doesn't bother me. It's like a stubby little Enterprise D. Yeah, it's it's like but the Enterprise. I'd argue that the Enterprise D is a better design. Well, but, it is. It's the D. It should be a better design. Yeah. Unfortunately, the E is not a J. better design. <laughs> no, I actually prefer the E to the D. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the I J like class the e. is the best. Enterprise. We can have a massive. We can have a massive. Uh, we can have a massive nerd battle about this if you like. Yeah, we'll have to. At some no point. one's taking me seriously. My claims of the J. The There's J no is the best. There's no such thing. Yes, there uh, is. The J. The J appeared in one episode of Star Trek. Uh, um, what's it called? The prequel one. Enterprise. Oh, the stupid one. Yeah, oh, Enterprise. please, says the guy who watches Voyager. It's better than Enterprise. <laughs> Voyager's the most boring show I on do the actually planet. Have, I do actually no, have, a, true. Rent, <laughs> I have a rent... 
I have a rendered shot of the J. It was included in one of the Ships of the Line books, which I have. Um, I only like the idea of the J because I can't imagine what's on a Starfleet ship from like, like what's is three hundred years after the after the E. <laughs> it's like uh, the it's like the twenty nine hundreds or something. Yeah, it's pretty far ahead. That's well, why. That's okay. the reason why I want to see what's on that ship. Thanks to JJ Abrams, none of that stuff matters anymore. Although the um, the Star Trek Online did give us the uh, F Enterprise F as well. Oh, remember the one there was like they they there was literally an Enterprise E uh, the uh, the Sovereign class start Enterprise, and they all they did to change it up was they put a racing stripe on it and two fins. <laughs> I don't know. The sovereign class is is kind of fairly cool looking. I think they call it like the they call it like a special sovereign class, like for like pre-orders, and it was literally just the E with a racing stripe down the middle and two fins on the nacelles. Oh, is that okay. for one of the other Star Trek games? No, it was for online. No, it wasn't. The I'm, well, telling- the pre- I'm pretty sure. I mean, well, because I'm pretty sure I pre-ordered. I thought Star sovereign Trek class there. looks like the Voyager ship. No, that's, that's the Intrepid. Okay. No, you know why I know? Because I actually had the wallpaper because I thought it was so dumb. I made it a wallpaper on my uh, on my desktop for like a year. <laughs> so it was like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer makes a nuclear power plant and he just puts a racing stripe down the middle and two fins to the to the cooling towers. But yeah, but no, I'm saying I I I, I it probably the wasn't well, a pre-order box then. Yeah, I'll say I don't don't recall that personally. They did include. They, I know they put. They implemented the frankly bizarre-looking Galaxy X from the final episode of the Next Generation. The one where they basically just bolted a third nacelle on the back. That they broke really the rules. Weird. You're not supposed to have nacelles. Are supposed to come in pairs. Dude, I just want the laser. Oh yeah, the spinal plants. Yeah. Actually, it has the, a the name. One, yeah, the. the <laughs> The the guy the Galaxy X and STO does actually have that as a weapon. Nice. It should destroy like everything though. It'd be completely unbalanced. Well, yeah, balanced for MMO ness. Let's be honest. But I think people are probably going to start hitting us soon if we talk about this. For much All longer. right. <laughs> but the thing is, we're out of stories. I just want to point out Star Trek Online. Three years still can't buy a Horgon on Ryza. So the game still. Fails. Man, you are really, really bitter about I that. I am. But at least you can land on Ryza now and do well, nothing. To be fair, though, what's the point of buying a Horgon if you're not going to have sex afterwards? Uh, all right, fair enough. But I can meet someone and go on an adventure and then have my girlfriend stolen by Q. Yeah, well, I'm, is it, I'm, I, I may be remembering things incorrectly, but weren't those episodes of Next Generation, like, really, really bad? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Remember the one of the, with the video game with the discs? Oh, that was a Ryza oh. episode. And that was like the... Why would someone ever take drugs? I don't understand. <laughs> squandered Ashley Judd. They squandered Ashley Judd on that episode. Did she have any talent back then? She was... It was like a 19-year-old Ashley Judd. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what people are saying about this show right now. Who cares about listening to it anymore? So we're going to wrap up. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Um, I don't know what's coming out in the next week. Is anything? Nothing. Let's see. Go to rbgamer.com. That's where I go for my new release information. Okay, it would help if I put the right name. In the, come on, go. And then I scroll down and I see upcoming Fire Emblem for the 3DS is coming out next week. That's a big deal. Hey. Nobody cares? Anna cares. If she were still here and hadn't fallen asleep or whatever happened, she would care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the hell happened to Anna. <laughs> I don't know. She, she, I think she started playing the game with the discs. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll see what's going on with Fire Emblem 3DS next week. Um, until then, we'll catch you next week and send us feedback at podcast.rpgamer.com six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight. Like us on the forums at board.rpgamer.com. I mean, like us on Facebook. Post in the forums, uh, facebook.com/rpgamer and twitter.com/rpgamer. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, I got a question of the week. What's your favorite Star Trek uh, starship? Or if you're a Star Wars kind of guy or a Battlestar guy, let us know. Your favorite starship. Favorite starship? Uh, the one from yeah, Xenogears because it's so darn big. Starship in, favorite starship in any, from anything, although preferably Star Trek if you enjoy it, maybe. I don't know. The Xenogears one because I want to know how they powered it. Oh, wait. I do know how they powered it. Never mind. <laughs> I just remembered. All right. True philosophy. <laughs> Through base. More, more true than you realize. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye. See ya.